Okay, great. Wow, are we learning some stuff today? What you saw this morning, were you thinking, what have I got myself into? Yeah, and nothing is impossible. What is real? Can we govern creation? This afternoon we saw some things again. Um, this will be, all these will be re released, okay? Lots of things I'm saying are very information heavy. Last night was the big night. Tonight's a very easy night. It's an easy run out. Very easy run out from here. And uh, I want to really honour you for honouring a lost truth. But nothing I'm saying is new. Everything I'm saying, all the patriarchs knew, all the prophets knew, all the kings knew, Jesus knew, all the disciples knew, and all the church fathers knew. I didn't work any of this out myself. You can just find it and read it. It's all available. Nothing is new here. This is not my secret revelation, okay? You can Google everything I'm saying as I say it. It's all there. It's removed from our conscious, yep. And we just, we just fall conscious, fall and the cross. But we miss out a lot of things, okay? So um, let's run the movie first, <laughs> okay? Let's run a, a Bible Project movie. These are great, yeah? Wow. Come on. That's great. Okay, a tree of life that gives eternal life, or we'd say, in the body, immortal life. And they're saying you have to pass through death. Okay, but that doesn't mean dying to rise again. It means we are dying to being human, our record. Okay, we know that because the Jews came out of Egypt, so don't know God. They go through the Red Sea, baptism, yep, some guy that don't know that looks like them, he's royal, a bit like them, okay, who don't even like him. <laughs> he takes them to the Red Sea, moves them through, and all the enemies get destroyed, okay, that's God taking out some Elohim there, and uh, we'll talk about that today, and that's baptism of water, then they get the law, we get the law in our heart. Okay, receive the Holy Spirit, baptism of spirit. And then they get to the Jordan, and the Jordan means descent. Into where? The Dead Sea. They're dead to sin, now they're reckoning themselves dead to sin. This is what's happening to us now. We've all been through the Red Sea, okay, we've all received the Spirit, okay, and that's as far as the church normally goes. But do you want to take the promised land? Okay? Are you part of the two out of 12 spies that come back and say, we can take that land because God said? Yeah. And what was in the land? Well, the giants, bad DNA. Yeah. DNA that says, you are a bad father. And in that DNA is descent into fire. Okay? Don't worry, you're saved. Right. Don't worry. But so they have to go through the Jordan and they make a free will choice. First time, they didn't make a free will choice. <laughs> this time, it's their choice. They didn't. One era didn't decide to go through and around the mountain they went. And that's pretty much the church. Around the mountain we go. Okay? Not individuals, but as a whole, the church. But now, a whole group of us have to decide to go through the Jordan. 
with the Ark of the Covenant in us, Holy Spirit in us, walking to the Jordan at full flood, so against all things that you can taste, touch, see, and the Jordan stopped and backed up to a town called Adam. It can't be any clearer. From death back to Adam. We're not being humans anymore. We go in and we take that land through obedience to God, following his voice and not making any truces <laughs> with the giants in the land, taking it all. Yep. And that's what we're doing. We're saying, yes, yes, we can. Let's do it. We're saying, let's do it. That's what we're saying. Okay. So dealing with DNA. And one of our speakers today dropped the bomb. She said reptilian. Oh, my goodness. I didn't say that. They said that. Okay. Uh, what is that? I don't know, but I don't think it's very compassionate DNA. That's all I'm saying. But you're trading with some beings. Your ancestors did it. Your ancestors' ancestors did it. And that record's in your field. Yep. And that record says you don't have a loving father. If you don't have a loving father, you're on your own and you must defend yourself. If no one's coming to help you, you must trade what you have to get stuff. Yep. And that's what we do. If we, know, if we don't think God's going to give it to us, we reach with our own hand. Or we won't wait for God to give it to us because we inherit through patience. Faith is inherited through patience. Patience is the opposite of the wrath of the devil, of that seed, wants to lash out, must defend myself. Yep. <laughs> I don't have a good father. When no one's coming to help you, you know you must help yourself. It puts you in fight or flight. It puts you in um, beta wave, so you can't meditate, you can't hear a small still voice, you can't sleep, you can't dream. It puts you in cortisol and adrenaline. It turns off your stomach, so you can't digest food. It turns off your immune system, because we don't know we have a loving father. And if you don't have those things, you have the cascading problems. You have Crohn's disease, you have arthritis, you have heart disease. Down, down, down we go. But there's one answer. Having a loving father. He's looking after you. You're safe. Yep. You're safe. Someone's here to look after you because you are that worthy. You're that beautiful. You're that precious. Someone is looking after you. Someone's watching over you, singing over you, twirling over you, delighting over you. The apple of his eye on the palm of his hand. He's made plans for you. And everything that doesn't understand that is an old frequency. So it's coming to you like the sound, wah, saying inside you is going, meh. Because what happened when you were five? What happened when you were ten? That's what you're overcoming. Because we're going to create. We're going to create universes. We're going to fix this up. Okay, but we fix up in our own image. We're cho copying God. Our, our heart, our mouth speaks and we're formed by our words. And we have death in us. That's what we're going to do. Put it back into creation this new place. If we want revenge, we want earthly justice, that's what we will do. And that revenge, that earthly justice, is that enemy's line. And God wants to remove it for us so we're like our Father. How do we know what the Father is like? Well, fortunately, someone was the exact image of the Father and he only did what he saw the Father doing. And he told us and he showed us. The Father blesses his enemies. On the night he was betrayed. Jesus gave up, up his body. I just think it was amazing that as they were killing him, he was saying, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they do. 
I used to think that was, that was amazing. And then I was listening to a, a teacher, Dan Moller, and he said, on the night Jesus was betrayed, he gave up his body. I just hit me. Imagine being betrayed. You've been betrayed? That's when you give up your body. That's the secret. Yeah. And uh, Kirby was talking about suffering. And Dr. O talks a lot about suffering. Suffering, betrayal, that's your moment to change your DNA. Everything heats up, the molecular structure is loose, and you reset it on how you like it to be. Yeah. My great-grandfather, my grandfather, my uncles, my cousin, and myself are all confectioners. Okay? We all learnt confectionery and my great-grandfather's company. Yeah? And this is how you make great chocolate. Not, not the fake chocolate, the real chocolate. Okay? Couverture. And so, which is made out of cocoa fat, not vegetable fat, just so you know. How do you know the difference? Couverture, which is um, cocoa fat, melts at a lower temperature than body temperature. You eat that, your mouth is clean afterwards. But if you eat without that fat, it has a vegetable fat which melts above temperature and you have a film in your mouth afterwards. Okay? Okay, vegetable fat, you can feel it in your mouth afterwards. But um, good chocolate, like a lint ball, lint ball, about 32% cubature fat, so just uh, so you know, just that's fantastic. S some confectionery information there for you. So about 32 to 36% cocoa butter, very expensive. This greasy, fatty thing, you have it, gone. Yeah. How do they make that? How do they make chocolate snap and that beautiful, clean look? Well, they heat it up to a certain temperature. It's got big molecules and small molecules. And they heat it up so it all becomes liquid. And they slowly cool it. And the big molecules set first. They set in a crystalline structure. Duh, duh, perfect shape. Then all the other wobbly bits all set around it. And you have this perfect, shiny-looking chocolate. If your chocolate heats up, that structure loses. What do you get? That white, yucky chocolate that doesn't snap. That is pressure. We heat it up. When you're offended, when there's tension, it heats everything up, and you get to choose how it resets. Yep. Offense, forgive the Lord, they don't know what they do, and the night you're betrayed, that is the moment you give up your body. And you, and you choose love. The everything resets again, it sets as love. You choose it in that moment, at the worst moment. The moment you're going to reach out, lash out, defend yourself, kill, steal, destroy, judge by knowledge of good and evil, you choose a different father. And you remove it from your DNA in that moment and will never trouble you again. It's amazing, yeah? Yeah? Anyway, that's not what I'm speaking about. Or it is. That's exactly what we're speaking about. And if you do that, what you then create, because everything creates after its own kind, everything reproduces after its own kind. Everything you make from that moment, your business, your family, whatever, a cake, it doesn't have that revenge in it, that earthly justice in it. Even the cry of Abel, which is the true injustice, a better word has come. A lamb slain before the foundation of the world has come. He's blessing his enemies. That's what will be coming. And everything I'm saying here, this is, this is spoiler alert. If you send rain on the good and the evil... If you bless your enemies, on the night you're betrayed, you give up your body, you will transfigure. And they'll show you in Scripture. 
God wants us to transfigure, as we heard this afternoon. Okay, so doing this DNA, the kill, still destroy DNA, what's in us? We always create in our own image, reproduce in our own image, we want to get rid of that, okay? So, no reptilian DNA, anyone? Don't do that. <laughs> okay, I had a dream. I was in uh, Montana, at Glacier Park, and I had dreams there. I've come down and I stopped dreaming, so maybe there are certain areas we'll find out today <laughs> over lands and they have different frequencies. Maybe, maybe the Bible tells us that. And um, I dreamt, it was a one-second dream. My short dreams are God. My long dreams, they go on and on and they mess up and you can't remember them. But short dreams, great. I had a very short dream. I'm in the classroom. A person who looked much like Ed there was teaching. Had a tweed jacket with the arm patches on. He was facing the wall. He looked a bit like Crosswind Ed and was it Family Ties? Which, which had Michael J. Fox in it? The dad of that. Okay, bit, but a bit like that, a bit like that guy, yep. That's what it looked like. He's on the, on the board, and he says, he's got his back to the, he says, what are the gates of hell? He turns around and says, anything to do with death. I wake up, <gasps> like, grab that information. We are not to do with death. And we'll see that God's a God of life, and Satan, anything to do with him is death. Okay, and then when that bears fruit, the seed grows to its fullness all the time. God lets things grow to their fullness. He won't judge things before their time. And finally, he's forgiving, forgiving, merciful, 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 merciful. And finally, he has to judge and remove that from the earth. And that's what's happening. They think, why did God kill everyone? We'll see. Because what was happening to children and to children and to children and their children and their children. And finally, he steps in and removes it from the earth. Yep. Sometimes he did it himself. Sometimes he used Israel as his, as his arm. Okay? And it may happen again. <laughs> the gates of hell, anything to do with death. We're not death-oriented people. We don't say, I hate, we don't hate you. We, remember those things we saw, the Emoto, Dr. Emoto? Yep. We, um, we only speak life. We only agree with heaven. Jesus, I'm telling you the end. Anyway, doesn't matter. Jesus never recognized lack. He never recognized lack. Why? Because a loving father and that kingdom supplied everything. Lack of food, lack of time, lack of money. Never recognized it. Because lack is of the evil one. It's his enemy. He, wouldn't, he doesn't even want to know about it. When people first started, he was very patient with them. He said, okay, I'll show you, I'll show you. By the end, he's saying, you do it. Don't you remember? I did this. There's no lack in the kingdom. You're of the kingdom. And everything about you that goes, what? That doesn't make sense. That's an earthly record that God is going to give you many opportunities to overcome. Yeah. They may come in the next four months. And that's why this is so pressing. <laughs> And Jesus doesn't recognize death. He barely talked about his own death. He didn't say death. He would say, she's sleeping. He's sleeping. Lazarus has fallen asleep. If he's fallen asleep, we'll go wake him up. All right. He's dead. He made me say it. Okay. 
He never, never recognized it. You want to say its name? It's another lover. It's another lover. Why would you bring up, you know, your friend's adulterous lover all the time if they're trying to leave it behind? Oh, remember Susie? Thanks, yeah. Like, <laughs> don't... <laughs> convicted. A little bit of conviction there, I see. <laughs> Susie. Let her go, man. <laughs> let her go, man. If you drop your keys in lava, let them go, man. <laughs> let them go. Okay. This body is linked to creation. Okay. If we change this, we change this. Negatively, by trading with other entities that aren't the God most high, Yep, or their structures, changes your DNA, you change this, you change this. That's what we've seen happening. Yep, there's lots of people who want this to stay this way. A lot of entities that want this to stay this way. They don't want the sons of God. When the sons of God arise, their time is up. They don't hate you, they hate that. Their time is up. He changes positively by becoming like Christ, who loves his enemies, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Then we change this. Forgive your mum, stars are brighter. Yep. Okay. Glorify this, glorify this. Okay, so we talked about overshadowing yes, yesterday. You find it interesting, the whole overshadowing thing? Let something overshadow you, you have an idol of any sort, it overshadows you and it can change your frequency set because it's hovering over you and putting a word into you and the word gets into you, okay? doesn't matter what it is, that's what's happening. So God wants to overshadow us under the shadow of the Most High. We're going to be under His overshadowing, His hovering. This is something I learned from Dr. O, so credit where credit's due. Everything I'm speaking now, I pretty much learned from someone, okay? I'm not claiming credit for any of this. It's just history, all right? I learned it from Enoch. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. In uh, Genesis and Numbers, the 12 tribes have gone out. And they always get listed, okay? These are the 12 sons. Here's the list of the tribes. Here's the list of the tribes, okay? And then, um, and then in Revelation, say Revelation 7, I believe, the list is given again. And it's different. It's different. Different tribes. What? <laughs> is the Bible infallible? That's a pretty bad editorial error if you're trying to fake an infallible book, <laughs> you can at least get that right. The 12 sons, right? Pretty important, yeah? Two tribes are missing. Dan, Ephraim. They're missing. They're replaced by Manasseh, Ephraim's brother, and Joseph, who's not a tribe. Okay. I read you something that Dr. Rowe wrote. 
So we've got the list of the, the, the children in Genesis 49 when they're blessed or in Numbers when they camp out, okay? And now we know that in Revelation 7, they've been changed. Dan's gone. He's not there anymore. Ephraim's gone. In Revelation 7, written about 1,300 years after Numbers, we see Levi has been restored to the tribe list. Levi has fulfilled his role as a prophetic metaphor as the Messiah has come and the Levitical priesthood is completed. So, well done. Priests are back in. Okay. No special priest class anymore. The testable practice of the Nicolaitans. Nicolaitans, head laity. Ever heard, use, heard the word laity used in, script, in church? The testable practice of Nicolaity. That's detestable. <laughs> Shouldn't even be a word. Anyway, Levi has fulfilled his role as a prophetic metaphor as the Messiah has come and the Levitical priesthood has been completed. The two tribes are now missing. They have been present in the previous lists, Dan and Ephraim. They have both been removed because of their trading and can now only be brought back in by the door of Christ like a Gentile. They traded with other beings. And what they see is they went north. And in Scripture, north is Satan. North is mixed seed. Syria comes from the north, invades. Babylon comes from the north and invades. Canaanites from the north. Baal's mountain is in the north. Bashan, we'll find out. Where the giants lived is in the north. All that seeds up in the north. Why? Because Mount Hermon is in the north. Okay? So Ephraim and Dan, the northern tribes. So Hosea 4.17. I'm restricting myself to Scripture. I'm not using Jasher. I'm not using Jubilees. I'm not using Enoch. I'm just... Okay? Just keep everyone happy. Okay. Hosea 4.17. Ephraim. Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him alone. He's gone. He's joined to idols and overshadowing. His DNA has changed so much, he's no longer a Jew, no longer an Israelite. He's now a Gentile. It's literally changed his DNA. Dan, the sons of Dan, set up for themselves the graven image. And Jonathan, the son of Gershom, the son of Manasseh, and his sons were priests of the tribe of the Danites until the day of captivity, captivity of the land. Okay. So, um, the Dan gave himself to idols. And I had a, a picture before, but they found uh, Dan's city, okay, and it's full of idols. There's a, a, a thing from 2018. I might put it up there. They just found it, they excavated it. Dan's city was full of idols, okay? Dan is no longer. In fact, one of the Apocrypha books says... Uh, like Dan gave himself to idols and went north. <laughs> and what's north? That's bad. Yep. So clear was this in early church understanding that they think Dan went up into Europe and made the Danube and Denmark. Okay? This is so clear in their heads. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying this is just such a reality to them. So the king consulted, that was Judges 18:30. And this one, so the king consulted and made two golden calves. And he said to them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold your gods, O Israel, that you brought up from the land of Egypt. Okay, this is one king. This is not, this is not 
back at Sinai, this is much later. He set one up in Bethel, and the other he put in Dan. Now this thing became a sin, for the people went to worship before the one as far as Dan. Okay? And this is King Jeroboam. Okay? You read Kings? Jeroboam, okay, gave everyone to idols. And Jeroboam is from Ephraim. All right? So Ephraim and Dan are always tied to idols. They were overshadowed. They are no longer Israelites. They are now Gentiles and come in via Christ. And Christ wants to do that. He wants all the nations back. All right. More about the giants. No, I'll do it later. (laughs) All right. And witchcraft also changes your DNA. And you're trading future, future generations for current benefit. Okay, so we can see why DNA keeps happening today. And we know the watchers were before the flood. Okay? And it said before and after. And people argue about that. But we can see what happened. Because before, there were the, the watchers, the Elohim, and they got judged. And their children got judged, which, which were the giants. Okay, that's a class. But after we also have giants, we call them giants because they're big. They're not the giants. We had Elohim, they had giants, the giants had Nephilim, and the Nephilim, they bred, had Eliuds. (laughs) And we'll see that in Babylonian and Sumerian and Greek and Roman and Norse, they have all that exact class. It's the same story wherever you go because everyone had the same story. Okay. So, they went through the, uh, so Noah was pure in his generation. So, what happened after? Well, we can see that Ham was not a good guy. Yeah. And maybe him and his wife had given themselves to idols. But Ham does some silly stuff afterwards. Okay. They look at the descendants of Ham and they're the giants. Canaanites, I think, I think even Goliath to trade back to him. Yeah. Yep. They all come from, from that line, okay? Ham, son of Ham. And then people traded afterwards with idolatry and witchcraft. Very good. So, let's look at some giants. I just want to show you, we're going to talk about giants. These are a real thing. You'll probably never, ever do this again in your life. <laughs> so we're doing it. You've got it. It's once. And then we'll understand what's happening today. All right. So let's talk about some giants. But first, let's bring up Deuteronomy 32, 7 to 9. I probably should have done this on the first night. <laughs> 32, sorry. 32, 7 to 9. Let's see what this translation says. You know how in, um, is it Psalm 8, 5, it says, you've made us a little lower than the angels. It has a little asterisk, prisoner asterisk, it says Elohim. <laughs> they say angels, so they can't get it through their head. Okay, so theology overrides scripture. Yeah, sometimes they do that here. Oh, no, they've done it right. Okay, remember the days of old, consider the years of many generations. Ask your father and he will show you, your elders now will tell you. So he's saying, here in Deuteronomy, remember the old days. We think Deuteronomy is the old days. No, they think genera- uh, Genesis 1 to 11 is the old days, okay? 
Remember the, the days of old, consider the years of many generations, ask your father, he will show you, the elders now will tell you, when the Most High gave the nations their inheritance when he divided mankind. When was that? Babel. So we're talking about this, this era. Yep. So we know exactly what they're talking about. And the nations are listed in, in Genesis 10, the table of nations. How many nations? 70. You see, the New Testament fixes everything up. 70 went out, okay? When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance and He divided mankind, He fixed their borders of the people according to the number of the sons of God. The Benai Elohim. God did it. He gave them nations and Elohim. And then we see in Psalm 82 that some of those Elohim did not do the job they were supposed to do and they got judged and they will die like men. This is your history. Yep. But the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob, he's a lot of inheritance. So everyone, he'd split up the nations of Babel. Out you go. And you get that land, you get that land, you get that land. And you have an Elohim. You have an Elohim. You have an Elohim. Everyone gets one. Okay? Okay? <laughs> you have a car. You get a car. All right? And then, but God chose his own people. I am going to be the Elohim. These people get the God most high. And there's a cost and benefit to that. <laughs> you can see cost and benefits to that situation. <laughs> yep. To this day, to this day, but they still exist. Well, all those other nations don't. Yep. Their Elohims did not do what they're supposed to do. Most of them. We don't know the ratio, okay? But God chose the people to, to be under a loving father through a marriage covenant, the Ketubah, the Ten Commandments, which was there to protect their bodies from this. And that's what it's there for. We'll see that. All right. Very good. So, let's look at some giants that came down through Ham, I believe. <laughs> I should have fact-checked that. In the back of my head, that's true. Okay. And we bring up uh, Numbers 13, 25 to 33. And this is the key text. This is going into the promised land. God's giving them an option. He's just taken them out of Egypt. Oh, sorry, Numbers 13, 25 to 33. Ah, 25 to 33. Okay. At the end of 40 days, very important number. What did Jesus do? Everything. Where was he? In the desert. Jesus fixed up everything. Okay? No mistakes. At the end of 40 days, they returned from spying out the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel and the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. So it's good, okay? What God's giving us is good, has given us by his promise. It's a rest. And they told him, we came to land in which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Who, who was Anak? Okay. The Anakites dwell in the land of Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites, oh, the Amorites, they'll come up again as well, dwell in the hill country, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up once and occupy it for we are able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, 
We are not able to go up against the people. They are stronger than we are. So they brought to, to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, the land which is, the land though through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. Devours. Eats. Okay? That's literally what it's saying, right? And the people we saw in it, what's the next thing he says after eating people? And the people we saw in it are of great height. And where and there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who came from the Nephilim. And we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers and we seem to them. They're literally talking about big people, okay? Giants. The sons of Anak, Nephilim. So the Anakim are there. If you want to go through the Jordan, <laughs> that's the baptism of fire. You're changing your DNA. You're hitting it up <laughs> like chocolate and resetting it like Christ. A prophetic demonstration. <laughs> okay, let's look at the, the Emim, E-M-I-M, in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 2, 10 to 11. Deuteronomy 2, 10 to 11. The Emin formerly lived there, a people great and many, and as tall as the Anax, as Anakim, also giants. Like the Anakim, they are also counted as Raphaim. We'll learn about the Raphaim in a minute. But the Moabites called them Emin. All right, so more. The Amorites. Let's look at the Amorites. Amorites were mentioned earlier. They said the Amorites are in the Promised Land. Who are the Amorites? Let's look at Amos 2, 9 to 10. There's many verses, but I chose Amos because Amos is a lot later. Yeah? And some people think, oh, Genesis is a little like magic land. And then Deuteronomy is a little like, oh, those crazy old-time people can't count <laughs> how high people are. Okay? But you, do you believe Amos? <laughs> do you believe Amos is a true prophet of God? I hope so. He's in Scripture. Enoch's not, but he is. Okay, Amos 2, 9 to 10. It was I who destroyed the Amorites before them. Okay, we just learned about the Amorites. I'll learn doing it now. Oh, we heard about them before. Yeah, it was, they were in Canaan when they came in. Yeah, it was I who destroyed the Amorite before them, whose height was like that of cedars. Okay, giant. I destroyed his fruit above and his roots beneath. And it was I who brought you up out of the land of Egypt and led you 40 years in the wilderness to possess the land of the Amorite, to take out the giants, okay? Their sin is full. They have done enough terrible things to small people, to children, and other things, and they've changed their DNA, and they've changed the DNA of their cattle, and their animals, and their reptiles, and the fish, okay? There comes a time that has to be removed from the earth. But we'll see, God will not do it before time. The sin must be full. He's letting the weeds grow up with the wheat. And that's what's happening now. He's letting the sons, a seed line, sons of Satan, because they're exhibiting Satan's nature. Okay? In and out the church. <laughs> Let them grow to their full stature to rip them out. Okay? And that's going to be a tough generation to be part of. Maybe that's us. That's the generation Enoch has written to. He says it very clearly. Okay. All right. Raphaim. Let's put up Deuteronomy 2, 
20 to 22. There's been lots about giants in this so far. Giants are all through this. I'm just picking some verses, but you can see lots of it. Deuteronomy 2, 20 to 22. It is also counted as a land of Rephaim. Or I say Rephaim. Rephaim formerly lived there. The Rephaim, the people. But the Ammonites called them Zamzumen. That's crazy. A people great and many. As tall as the Anakim. What are the Rephaim? They're giants. Okay. But the Lord destroyed them before the Ammonites. And they dispossessed them and settled in their place. As he did for the people of Esau who lived in Seir. Where he destroyed the Horites before them and they disappeared. And they settled their place every day. To this day. What I want to show you very clearly is giants are connected to land. Every time it mentions giants, it mentions their soil. Okay? Always. Everything in the Old Testament is there to teach us, it says in Romans. All right. Um, let's do Deuteronomy 3, 11 to 13. For only Og, the king of Bashan, Bashan, have you heard that? Where else have you heard Bashan, Bashan? It was the left of the remnant of the Rephaim. Og, he's the last of these Rephaim crew. He's one, the last giant. They're going to find, they're wiping him from the earth. They hunted giants. They literally did. Behold, his bed was a bed of iron. It is, not in, is it not in Rabbah of the Ammonites? Nine cubits. A cubit is about 18 inches or 45 centimeters. I've been told that's 13 feet. Nine cubits was its length and four cubits its breadth. According to the common cubit, they reckon that he was about 13, 13 feet long, 11 to 13 feet. When we took possession of the land, just mention a giant, next thing they mention, land, always associated. At that time, I gave the Reubenites and the Gadites, Gad. Who's from Gad. We'll find out. <laughs> Gadites, the territory beginning... Oh, no, Gad, oh, no, Gad, that's fine. Reubenites and Gadites, that's the tribes. The territory beginning in Roar, which is on the edge of the valley of Arnon, and the hill country of Gilead with its cities. There is the Gilead, and all Bashan, the kingdom of Og, that is the region of Argob, are gave to the tribe of Manasseh. And the portion of Bashan is called the land of Rephaim. Okay, so when the land got doled out... <laughs> Um, this guy's land was given to the half-tribe of Manasseh. Yep. And they get land. And let's just go to Joshua 12.4. And Og, the king of Bashan, was one of the remnant of, of the Rephaim. Okay? They're saying, this guy's a giant. It's very clear. You bring up Psalm 22, 11 to 18. Let's look at Bashan. Okay, because it comes up in the New Testament, but also comes up here. The area comes up. Geography is very important to Scripture. <laughs> okay, so let's find out who's speaking here. This is the Psalm of David. What's actually happening here? 
Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. Okay. Someone's having a vision. Someone's having an encounter. Someone's having an event. There's something happening right now, and he can see these spirits, probably with bulls' heads, literally, surrounding him. Mixed seed, mixed DNA. They open wide their mouths at me like a, ra- like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me, and a company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and glow over me. And just in case you are wondering who it is, they divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast my lots. When Jesus was on the cross, these spirit beings from the north, from Bashan, from Dan, from Ephraim, from Canaan, are around him. And his tongue sticking to his mouth, his heart is broken, and they pierced his, his hands and feet. We can see what's actually happening in the spirit right there, these spirit beings. Okay. Joshua 13, 9 to 13. Joshua 13, 9 to 13. It's important because we're, un- we're learning about this. We're learning what's affected us, what we're overcoming. From a roar, which is on the edge of the valley of, of Amon, Arnon, Arnon, and the city that is in the middle of the valley and of all the tableland of Medeba as far as Dabon, and all the cities of Shihon, the king of the Amorites, who's that? Giants, who reigned in Heshbon as far as the boundary of the Ammonites, and Gilead, and the region of Geshurites, and the Macarthites, oh, the Macarthites are there, or the McCarthy era, and all, the, and all Mount Hermon. What's Mount Hermon? Well, the watchers came down. If you, uh, you only grew up with so many books... <laughs> In those days, you know exactly what's going on here, okay? And all Bashan, okay, to Selek, all the kingdom of Og, the kingdom of Og, we just learned, was a giant, okay? In Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth and Edril, he alone was left of the remnant of the Rephaim. These Moses had struck and driven out. That was Moses' job, to clear the land, Okay? Yet the people of Israel did not drive out the Geshurites and the Macarthites, but Geshua and Macarth dwell in the midst of Israel to this day. We will see over and over again, when they didn't do the full job, okay, those people come back around again. And genealogy was important then. We read, oh, this person did this. Yeah, ah, oh, that's interesting. You trace back their lineage, and it's the people that didn't drive out earlier. That person, that person. Who's Bathsheba's dad? Not Bathsheba. Who's, um, who's Jezebel's dad? The king of Tyre. That's her dad. Remember the king of Tyre from yesterday? Interesting, yeah? 
Okay. So Joshua Moses didn't kill everyone. Okay. And so they all fled north, away from the Israelites. Hence, that's where they all are now. Well, that's where they all were, because the Israelites came out from Egypt. Then up they came. Okay. And they all went to like Gath, pretty much. So 2 Samuel 21, 15 to 22. 2 Samuel 21, 15 to 22. <laughs> there was a war again between the Philistines and Israel. And David went down together with his servants and fought against the Philistines. And David grew weary. And Ishbi ben, <laughs> ben one of the descendants of the giants whose spear weighed 300 shekels of bronze and who was armed with a new sword thought to kill David. But Abishai, the son of Zerulah, <laughs> came to his aid and attacked the Philistine and killed him. And David's men swore to him, you shall no longer go out to battle with us lest you quench the lamp of Israel. After this, there was a war again with the Philistines at Gob. Then Sibachai, the Hushathite <laughs> struck down Saph, who was on the dis- one of the descendants of the giants. And there was again war with the Philistines at Gob. And Elhanan, the son of Jaoragim of Bethlehemite, struck down Goliath, the Gittite, the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. So obviously Goliath was a good name they gave to tall people back then. <laughs> okay. And again, there was a war at Gath where there was a man of great stature who had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, 24 in number, and he also was descended from the giants. And when he taunted Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimel, David's brother, struck him down. These four were descended from the giants in Gath, and they fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. David is clearing house. He's doing what Saul wouldn't do. As he's doing. 1 Chronicles 20... Four to eight. So the Old Testament crew, giants, mixed DNA, the watchers is everyday fact. And and their wars and their battles and the cost of idols, everyday fact. And after this, there arose a war with the Philistines at Giza. The Sibachai, the Hushathite, struck down Sippai, who was one of the descendants of the giants, and the Philistines were subdued. And there again was a war with the Philistines, and Elthanan, the son of Jair, struck down Lami, the brother of Goliath the Gittite, the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. And there's a war at Gath, okay, remember Gath, where there was a man of great stature. Oh, we're doing the same thing? Or perhaps it's the same story from a different point of view. That's probably what's going on. Okay, once again, more uh, people being, more crew being killed. They're clearing giants. This giant DNA, (laughs) this giant DNA is so much part of early church culture and uh, the, the founding fathers that Irenaeus was wondering what 666 meant. And using Gematria, he says 666. He proposed this. He didn't, he wasn't saying, he didn't make a formal decision. But this is a possibility to him. The 666 is the gematria for Tetan, which is the Titans. 
The Titans are the giants. Yeah. Can we put up uh, that first picture, uh, the Samaria, the Samarian one? I want to show you that all the nations had the exact same pattern. All right. You have gods, perfect gods. We have giants. We have Nephilim who have Elud. Okay? All the ancient people recorded this before and after the flood, before the flood. Okay? Elohim had giants, had Nephilim, had Elud. That's what happened. The surrounding people see it as a good thing. And they say these guys came down and taught us how to make spears, how to make chemistry, how to seduce people. It's great. And the scriptures say this is terrible. Same story. Can you bring up the, the Greek one? This will be more familiar to us. Okay, same again. Elohim had giants or titans. Yep. Who had Nephilim? The Olympians. Because Olympians, like half-half, you know, or Zeus is in there. And then they had Eliud and had these guys down here. So here's Hercules. Remember, Hercules was half man, half god. The uh, Babylonians have the same structure, but I can't remember their names. <laughs> but it's the Upkulu, okay? But I can't remember who's who. Sorry? The, event, the Avengers, uh, they're half Disney, half Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see more and more Disney DNA in it. We'll become more preachy. You'll become more... There's an extra Avengers. We're very preachy, I feel. Um, more than me. Um, yeah, and so the Babylonians have the same structure. They have, before the flood, there was full Elohim, and after the flood, there was mixed. There was mixed. One of the mixed is Gilgamesh. Story of Gilgamesh. The Book of Giants, a Hebrew book, from the Dead Sea Scrolls, records all the giants, and in there is Gilgamesh. But they don't think he's a good guy. They think he's a bad guy. <laughs> Right, so rougher. Numbers, uh, put up numbers 14.9 again. It's got some DNA going on. Okay. We might need to take it out of the room. Yeah. Like Moses. Get that DNA out of here. Yeah. This is why it's so important to understand DNA, the giant story. And this is why it's so important to understand crossing the Jordan is a baptism of fire. Remember that? You go through baptism of fire, you're the same frequency as the flaming sword. Because your body is, you, we're changing our body to look like heaven, where there's no lack, there's a loving father. We only speak life, okay? 
Numbers 14.9, only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, the giants, for they are bred to us. Their protection is removed from them. This is true for you, okay? Your giants are bred to you, okay? They're bred to you. Their protection is removed. We'll see later. They know you're coming. They saw you get out of Egypt. They saw you get out of the strongest Elohim around. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. This is what God's saying to you. We're not fighting people. We're going up against our DNA. So some of you this weekend might feel triggered. That word means that. It means triggering your DNA. Situations from your past might be coming up and you're having an emotional response. That is your chance to take that giant out. How do you respond? On the moment you're offended, it's the day you lay down your body. If the offense is real or not, it doesn't matter. You can still take it out. That's what's happening right now. That's God's gift to you. Heat it up. Heat that chocolate up. Cool it down in love. Everyone should have lint balls tomorrow as a prophetic demonstration. Okay, the giants are our bread. The giants are our bread. If you take out your giants, you're healing your body. Okay? Can we bring up Matthew 15, 25 to 26? But she came to him and knelt before him. She is a Syrophoenician woman. What is she? Mixed. Okay? Are they Elohim? Saying, Lord, help me to Jesus. And he answered, It's not right to take the children's bed and throw it to the, drog, to the dogs. Okay? She's asking, oh, I, should, I should put more in there. Okay? She's asking for healing. Okay? I probably should put the verses before. You know the story. Yeah. I've actually got the wrong verse. He says, children, healing is the children's bread. Yeah, I've got the wrong verse up there. But you know the story. Yep. Healing is the children's bread. Yep. What is the name of God the healer? Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha is God my healer. It's the same Rapha in Raphaim. Kill the giants, it's children's healing. Jehovah Rapha. Taking out these giants. What are these giants in us? What are we doing again? We're taking out the giants in our DNA. Our emotions, they get triggered. Our desire for revenge. Our thinking that we're all by ourselves. The thinking that God would possibly abandon us. Any idea of separation between me and the Father. Okay? So I know I've got a long way to go. Yep. That's okay. I can take that land. It has been given to me. The protection of the, of the giants has gone. They're unprotected. And they know I'm coming. And the only thing they can say is, you can't come in here. That's all they've got. That's all they've got. Which voice will I listen to? The promise of my father? What I see, what I feel, taste, touch and see. Well, I feel terrible this morning. My body is doing this. My emotions are doing this. Which word am I going to hear? No. 
I can take those giants out. Because it's looking for something in common. Okay? I watched some of the protests that happening in America and I want to go get some earthly justice there. I am not my... I want to be as violent as they are. So we've both got the same father. It's a tree of knowledge of good and evil in that moment. But now I know this, I'm like, you laid your life down for these people, Jesus. These protesters are lost orphans with no father. And you wish everyone be saved. That's your heart. I get to make a choice of my will. And my record changes. My frequency set changes. And now when God says, I love those people, it has a place for it to land. I can hear it. Before I couldn't. Okay? And all these other people that Facebook are saying, let's go get them. That's fine. What's your heart for them? You were forgiven the big debt. Are you going to hold the small debt against someone? Forgiveness is your nature. To not forgive is another father. What was Jesus the strictest on? Forgiveness. Yep. That's what's happening. Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. God is my healer. The giants are our bread. Healing is the children's bread. It's this DNA that says, I am not loved and looked after by my father and his kingdom and thousands and thousands of of heavenly hosts around him every day that wild free love that greg spoke about i don't know if he spoke about here but had a revelation of god's wild free passionate love for you yeah all right if we can bring, bring up isaiah 14 3 to 16 so we're just seeing that's what we're learning about the giants Otherwise, you don't know what's happening. You don't understand why Facebook having a logarithm to give you certain information. You don't understand why they're taking certain new services off YouTube and replacing them with other ones. You don't understand why certain people have been removed from platforms. They want to control the narrative so they can control your emotions. And they're triggering you. They want your revenge, your anger, your justice drive, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And you're right. You are right by knowledge of good and evil. But the better word's been spoken. They don't want you to have that better word. They want you angry. Look at these kids out there. They're so angry. The other group's coming and this group's coming. Yeah, they're trying to start a war. They're killing each other now, trying to get this war going. Yep. If you're in that frequency, you have something in common. But Jesus says, the prince of this world is coming, but he has no hold of me because I have nothing in common. Prince of the world is coming. Nothing in common. How do you do that? Be loved. The love that Jesus showed. What is love? That he first loved us. While still, still a sinner, he loved me. Well, that's our attitude to these people on TV. Their testimony will be, those sons of God first loved me before I loved them. While I was a sinner, while I was doing all the things we want to get them for, that's when they loved me. That is a glorified DNA. I just want to show you this to show you how the kings and the gods above them are connected to their land. So first, I just want to show you this. Three, when the Lord has given you rest and your pain and turmoil, turmoil and the hard service with which you were made to serve, you will take up this taunt against the king of Babylon. So talking about a real person, the king of Babylon here, okay? 
and all these here is what's going to happen to the king of Babylon. You, this is going to happen to you, blows, and, and we're going to take away your, your trees, and you're going to be laid low, and, and everyone's going to look at you and think you're crazy, okay? Let's go down to uh, verse 12. Yep. And then he's talking about like 11 there, your pomp will be brought down to Sheol, and the sound of your harps, and maggots are lays a bed beneath you, and worms are your covers. So it's talking about a real human here being here, he's going to die. And with that interruption, it says, How you have fallen from heaven, O, o day star, son of dawn. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly. The God that's over Babylon here, that they think is a good God that traded with them, God's the most high saying to them, you said you're going to take my throne. You're going to ascend on high. That's what you said. Okay? He's talking to the God of Babylon, their Elohim, who's a real God. I'll set my throne on high. I'll sit on the mountain of assembly in the far reaches of the north. <laughs> Always in the north, these naughty kids. I'll ascend above the heights of the clouds. I'll make myself like the most high. I will make myself like this guy, if you can see that. Remember the diagram, the most high. But you are brought down to Sheol as far reaches of the pit. Those who see you will stare at you and ponder over you. Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms? And in that regards, that's what we will think of Satan. When we see him, we're saints, we know who we are. We see this guy, we say, this is it? You? He doesn't have any authority. All authority has been given to us, but he has none. He's been defeated, okay? And all he has is you can't come in here. That's all he's got, okay? You only can ask two questions. Did God really say? Okay, first Adam, we didn't pass that test. Last Adam, he who was the word. <laughs> so he knew God really said? So he said, are you the son of God? You just see a few verses before, he was called the beloved son of God. The devil drops that term. <laughs> if you're the son of God, prove it. Reach with your own hand and do something. And God, Jesus said, the word's going to do the work. God did it. Spoiler alert, this is where we're heading. The word is going to do the work. No matter what's happening in the next four months, the word's going to do the work. And like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, our Lord is God, and He's going to save us. If He doesn't, He's still God. That's the heart. But for us, Yahweh is a loving Father, and He will do these things. And even if I perceive that He doesn't, He's still a loving Father. That's where we're going. Jesus always depended on the Word. The point that, at His death, He says, into your hands I commit my spirit. Because Jesus had no ability to raise himself. He only had a promise. He found himself in the scriptures. So have you. As the scriptures speak of me, the scriptures speak of you. We're exactly like him. Into your hands I commit my spirit. I'm going to rely on your word. You're a loving father. And you will see me through. And if it doesn't, you're still a loving father. Will you condemn me to justify yourself? God said of Job. No. We are the people uh, just rely on the word because the word is the tree of life and from that we get immortal eternal life
Okay. So now you can see the Gentile problem. <laughs> We've done some naughty things for a long time, and some of us are still doing it now. Not us, hopefully. <laughs> but we're still doing naughty things with beings. We're still trading. Trading. Okay. And we still, everyone's in the music industry, we're finding out. <laughs> or in the, um, like, with, so trading, trading is Harvey Weinstein. You have to trade something and you get of his domain. Okay? And once you see trading, you see what will happen. Okay? Uh, a very famous entertainment company, which we've already mentioned tonight. <laughs> All the young girls that come up through them, as soon as they hit 15, bang. They go hypersexualized because they were traded into a system, either by their choice or by their parents' choice. Trading, it doesn't stop. So we've got a Gentile problem, okay? Why don't the Jews have this problem? Well, that's because, ba ba ba, the law protects the body. Can we uh, turn this around? You're a bit of a giant clay. <laughs> Makes me suspicious. <laughs> All right. I've got lots of verses here. I'll just read them out. But the point is, God will have a people who set apart, that people look at them and go, wow, look at them. Your God does. Not death. You're not killing your babies. You're not cutting yourself. You're not sleeping with things and other things and trading blood and other stuff, okay? You're peculiar people and you are loved by an everlasting love, by a loving Father. We want the God Most High. We don't want Baal, we don't want Molech, we don't want these other guys, we don't want the Titans. We want you. Yep. Okay, so just can write these down. Deuteronomy 32, 8 to, oh, 8 to 9, we've got that one already. Everyone got their own God. Isaiah 49, 6. And Deuteronomy 9, 5 to 7, and Exodus 19, 4 to 6. Okay, I believe those, they're those verses. Okay, the law is a marriage contract. It's a ketubah. What does marriage do? Set sexual bounds. That's what it does. That's what God's doing with them. I'm setting sexual bounds. There's no more DNA trading outside me and you. I'm your covering. I'm your husband. Yeah. Your husband is your maker. I am, I am him. Okay? And we'll see that idol worship in God's heart is idolatry. You worship an idol, he's a heartbroken lover. And all his words are like that. He didn't say, you followed a God. Who's that God? He's like, you betrayed me. The one who loves you. The one who found you in the desert and made you and cleaned you and and gave you everything, okay? It's a marriage contract. It's relational. Let's look at Galatians 3, 17 to 19. We have many interpretations for this verse because <laughs> we believe that there's only Eden and the cross. <laughs> but once you realize there's more than that, sorry, love, 
This is what I mean. The law, which came 430 years afterwards, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God, which is the faith one with Abraham, so as to make the promise void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by a promise. But God gave it to Abraham by a promise. Then, if we receive this salvation by a promise, why the law? Good question. Paul knows in the book of Galatians, which is the same shape as Enoch, funnily enough. Why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. And it was put in place through angels by intermediary. Okay, because of transgressions until the offspring came. Okay, and put in place by angels. Angels enforced the law, not God. Okay, grace came by Jesus Christ. Law by, was given by Moses, grace came by Jesus why the law? If we receive salvation by the promise given to Abraham, why the law? It was put in place because of transgressions until the child had come. Transgressions. It can't be breaking the law because the law didn't exist. So it's not the law, it's not because of breaking the law. And we think, oh, that's Adam and Eve. No, it's not. That's a transgression. Because of transgressions, transgressing. The law came to stop Trading with Elohim, Nephilim, Eliud, witchcraft, overshadowing to stop the DNA. The Old Testament is a flesh war to protect the seed line of the Messiah. That's what's going on. Don't intermarry. Okay? But if someone comes in, they can become an Israelite. They come under the covenant, under the covering of, of Yahweh. And it changes their DNA. David's mighty men, is believed by many, were Nephilim and Eliud. That's why they could do the things they could do. Why? How can that possible? They came under David, under his sound, under his covering. They're now Israelites, part of the covenant. Okay? So we had to protect the seed line. Everything in the law, all the festivals, all the killing of the lambs, all the wars, all the judgments, all the taking out, all the bringing back in, all the temples, all the garments, all the practices, all the laws, all no mixed garments, because the prophetic declaration, okay? They do that in the movies now, declare something in the arts, so you accept it later. All the no mixed clothes, no mixed fields, okay? No mixing animals, no mixture. They have a prophetic idea, a pure line until the child was born. All these things would produce one thing. Mary. Christ, the word's good. He's fine. All you see in the Old Testament, back and forth, the wars, clearing out the giants, going into Egypt, we see, out of Egypt, going into Babylon, out of Babylon, uh, killing that person, removing those people, keeping the law, the Sabbath, sowing, resting, jubilee, all the festivals, all the prophetic declarations, all the temple practices, all there to protect Mary. Until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. It's not Jesus. 
been promised Jesus. The promise was to Eve. Mary restores Eve. And tomorrow, I'll show you a picture. You may know it already. And it was put in place through the angels by an intermediary. The law is there to protect the body. All right. Bonus section, just for Greg. How many laws were there? 613. Yep. Okay. There are 248 positive ones. Do this, do this, do this. And... 365, interesting number, negative ones. Don't do this. Why? To make Mary. That's what it's for. So much transgression going on. A marriage covenant, sexual boundaries to produce Mary. Okay. Now, how did you how do the rabbis interpret this? They say this is 248. Limbs is the term they use, and by that they mean muscles, like limb to be able to do stuff. Okay, positive, and they've listed. They're all listed there. You can go look it up. They list them all, and uh, three hundred sixty-five tendons, which they call sinews. Okay, and they hold things together, out and in. My on look at this. 248, as we know, numbers are very important. In Gematria, Gematria that Tertullian, or the Iranius used to say that 666 meant Tatan. We saw Titans up there. That's how clear it was in his mind. What's the mark of the beast? To have the behavior of the Nephilim or of the Watchers or the Titans. can't remember now. Of the of the of the giants. That's that's how clear it was in his head. That's how real this was to him. Okay, two forty-eight is the number of Abraham, Avram, when he becomes Abraham. Or Abraham. What happens? He gets the ha, the breath of life. And what does that do? And what does it do to Sarah? Renews their bodies. Renews their bodies. Now, that's what's, that's what's happened to us, okay? Then through intention and under, through faith comes through hearing. And now it's possible, okay? If two people get married, two, uh, two is still the same. Let me make sure I get this right. <laughs> okay. Adultery is 496. 496 is two of these. But if two people married, it's not two of these because you're one. 248 plus 248 is 248. <laughs> you become one. But two separate people is 496. You're not one. Okay? And 
that comes from, let's, let's bring it up, bring up the verse, Numbers 5.18. Bring up Numbers 5.18. Okay, please excuse my, my uh, <laughs> quantum Hebrew. This is the adultery test in, in Scripture. And Kirby Delanero does an amazing teaching on this. It's mind-blowing. And the priest shall set the woman before the Lord and unbind the hair of the woman's head and place, it in, her hand, and place in her hands a grain offering of remembrance, which is the grain offering of jealousy. And in, in, in his hand the priest shall have the water of business that brings a curse. That brings a curse... Homerim is 496. It's always around the protect the body, sexual union, sexual boundaries. It goes through and through and through. And 365, obviously, is the days of the years. Days of the years. And they believe they be, so they believe the Hebrews believe that it's 613. For every muscle and tendon or tendon or organs, depends how you read it. You can look up, look it up on the internet. It'll show you everything of your body. Each law pertains to a certain limb or sinew or muscle or organ in your body. Keep the law, the frequency of that keeps your whole body together. Yeah, the law is for the body. Yeah. Of these 611, six, 613. 611 from, were from Moses, that's how they see it, and two of them so were from God, okay, and those two from God are the first of the Ten Commandments. I'm Lord your God, you have no other, make no idols. What's that about? No DNA trading. Yep. The Lord's for the body. Your body... Is made up of the ground. God, God say to the Jews, if you don't obey the law, you'll be removed from your ground. It never stops. <laughs> the same cycle goes through and through and through. All right. I just want to tell you again that idolatry is adultery. Okay? And there's lots of verses on that. I'll just give them to you. Ezekiel 8.3. Jesus says, uh, God says, you provoke me to jealousy with your idols. It's not a crime, it's relational. And uh, don't put them up there yet. Jeremiah 2, 20 to 25. <laughs> Some of them are very explicit, how angry he is. He's actually torn like a wild lover. He really puts it out there. Jeremiah 2, 20 to 24, oh, I said that one. Deuteronomy 32, 16 to 18. That's another one who, who makes it very clear that these idols you have are real gods, that these gods are real demons. He's, he's making it sure there. And Ezekiel 16, 8 to 23. That one's particularly <laughs> emotional. Okay. And the point is, you follow idols, it brings you down to death. Yeah. If you remember, <laughs> it's Electronics Day. If you remember, 
that's uh, in Joshua 7, Achan stole the idol. Yep. And then lost the war. They couldn't take the land. Okay. He had the idol. And so what happens? The ground opens up and down he goes. What's he saying? You follow these guys, you go that way. Yep. Very good. Cool. Well, tonight, how are we going here? Right. Okay. I'm going to say we finish it there. Very good, everyone. Have an early night. Watch your face. Clean your teeth. Put your pajamas on. Yeah. And tomorrow, uh, we might, we're on the way out now. We're talking to get to Jesus, which is uh, family and father. And then we're going to um, uh, get to us, what we're going to do. Yep. And I've got some notes here of how, um, I'm going to turn my alarm off. My alarm's about to go off in <laughs> a couple of minutes. <laughs> All right. We can just run through. God uses the Israelites to take everyone out. He uses Abraham. Abraham, his dad was a idol worshipper. He chooses an idol worshipper. says, I'm going to start with you. Small beginnings. Okay? Small beginnings. I make a nation with you. Move you from your land. Uh, and you can have a son that doesn't come through natural ways, but by a promise. You can see he's starting the whole process again. Yep. He had to go kill kings, bring a blessing to all nations. What's he doing? He's undoing uh, Babel. Yep. And you'll see God takes his people into Egypt. Why is he going to Egypt? He's going to pick a fight. He's going to pick a fight with the biggest Elohim around. And you go see all the plagues take out all their Elohims one at a time. Yep. He takes them out. He says, now you do it. That's what Jesus did. I'll show you how. Now you do it. That's us. Now you do it. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing when you, when you see it all the way through. But you've listened very well. And uh, when you go through, you see it all through. David, Solomon, Saul, what Saul didn't do, what he did do. The effects it has, these lines. The point is, God loves you. And you're saved, you're being saved, and will be saved. Okay, sozo, body, soul, spirit. Your spirit man is perfect. Your soul is your choice by the changing of your mind, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Not your mind, your mind, your cellular memory, your frequency set, what you believe, what picture you have of God is your loving father. Change the time to a loving father. That's what Jesus revealed to us, a loving father. Who always was a loving father. Yep, and that will change your body. In the court, holy police, in the court, out of court. Out of court. <laughs> Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Yep. Out it goes. In from out. It's the water, back from water, spirit, fire. And of course, this is the feast days. Let me get them right. Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's all the same. It never stops. The Bible is a supernatural book of genius. Written by something like 40 authors over 4,000 years. Well, probably not, probably 16,000 years, or 1,600 years, 16,000, wow, 1,600, but anyway, point being, it's a piece of supernatural genius. And the problem is Genesis 1 to 11, which is the halfway point in the Bible, and Genesis 12 onwards 
is about the redemption of the human body to redeem creation. That's what we're doing. That's what the fight for the human body. Okay, let's pray. Lord Almighty, you are a loving Father. And right now we bring ourselves in through the only gate, the Lord Jesus Christ, the only doorway. We step through that doorway into you, Lord Jesus. And we say, let us be your frequency. It's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. If anyone's born of Christ, they have one spirit with the Lord. We say, Father, we change our mind. Just go through our DNA now. We lay it all out. We lay our DNA out before the court of heaven. We say, this is us, Lord. This is me and my generations. I've inherited this. Whether it's my fault or not my fault, I take responsibility for this DNA. I take responsibility for this body which you've given me. And these black marks, these foreign DNA, this strange flesh, I say, Lord, you have given me that land. We can take it. I ask, Lord, now, ask for a free gift. Kickstart this process. Lord, wash your blood over this rolled out DNA. Wash it. Wash it through to all the genome, every record, every accusation, every doubt of your goodness, every thought we're ever alone, every thought of earthly justice, every, um, every uh, ruling we have against other human beings. Lord, we forsake them all because we've forgiven the big debt. We want to be like you. Father, I will become exactly like you. I'm going to send rain on the good and the evil, the just and the unjust, and I'll be a true son of God. I'll be an overcomer. I'm going to overcome this record. I don't care where I started. I don't care what DNA I received before you formed me, you knew me, and I received this DNA. You said it's possible. I said it's possible. Everything I need is stored for me in heaven to overcome this DNA. All the angelic help. And we say now, we honor you, Benai Elohim, that kept your first estate, that never fell. We honor you, cherubim and seraphim. We honor you, seven spirits of God who are now cheering us to become the fullness of the statue of Christ in our lifetime in the body. We honor you, heavenly hosts. We honor you, cloud of witnesses. We honor you, uh, patriarchs, Joshua and Moses and David. We honor you, David's mighty men. We honor you for the choices you've made. We honor you, Jesus for starting a new line that you've given to us. And we say, at rest, because you will do it. You will cause us to willing to act according to your good purpose. You will finish what you started. That seed in this soil, when they go to bed tonight, it's going to grow. We wake up in the morning, it doesn't know how. And Lord, just those things being triggered in us this weekend even, praise you, Lord. It's come to surface, rip it out. The wheat grows up with the, t- uh, with the wheat, <laughs> the weed and the wheat, the tares and the wheat. We send your harvesting angels and remove that from us. We're going to look exactly like you. And Lord, we declare right now, because we are of heaven, Lord, we bless our enemies and we bless those who've hurt us, Lord. And if we are not willing, we are willing to become willing. We are willing to become willing. You are a good father and you have a way through. We can take that. And some things we think are too hard to forgive, we say, Lord, we can take that land. You have given it to us. And we say we believe in the invisible word, the tree of life. Your word is your deed. (laughs) All glory to the blood of Jesus Christ. All glory to the Lord most high. The Lord most high. 
our loving Father. We are your beloved Son. We are the beloved of God. Oh, what manner the love of the Father is given unto us that we are called the sons of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, to remind us of these things. Much love. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, heaven. Amen. Amen. Amen.